STP AM 1500. The following is a presentation of Financial Crisis Recovery. Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management. Peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions, but there is a way to achieve it. For the next 60 minutes, you're going to find out how to cover your assets. Cover your assets. Now, here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength, Todd Rooker. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another version of Cover Your Assets. Hey, and 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 we are really in studio here. Uh, believe it or not, coronavirus and all. <laughs> Boy, it's a new world. Uh, anyway, listen, we have a fabulous show lined up for you this morning. You, you you know if you listen to the show regularly, I love showcasing business owners, and not just you know the big you know uh, imposing multi billion dollar companies, but. The entrepreneurs, you know, if you're a parent out there and you have children and you want to encourage them to become budding entrepreneurs, business people, then this is a show that is undoubtedly uh, created for you. Uh, the guest that I have on this morning is Matt Feehan. Now, Matt is uh, an amazing individual, and you know that from the moment you shake his hand. He's got a magnetizing personality and just a fabulous guy to be around. Uh, he owns a company called Fix Auto, which was formerly American Auto Body. And uh, we're going to be talking not only about his business this morning, uh, but also him. Uh, I always believe it's important to showcase the individual because it's important to know who you're doing business with before you decide to do business with a person. But also, too, it really is a study in what it what it takes and who the people are who actually go out there and pursue the American dream, build a business, and have the courage to expand and grow that business. And this is that guy. So do we have Matt on the phone? Do we have him? Matt, are you there? Todd, I'm right here. Oh, very good. Okay, now I can hear you. Welcome to the show, Matt. So great to have you. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate you having me. Well, I have, you know, in in, in all honesty, uh, you are the exact guy, not just the type of guy, but one of the guys that I have always wanted to have on the show. And you're a guy who struck me from the moment I met you as being somebody who was, if anybody could 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 have their children mentor behind somebody, you would be that guy. So I am really excited to have you here. Um, we're going to be talking about your business, but before we do, uh, your business again is Fix Auto. Uh, and if folks, if you want to look that up, you can just go online and go to fixauto.usa.com. And the phone number is seven six three four two four. But main question I have for you, Matt, we've got a whole different world that we're operating in today. How are you dealing with the current crisis we've got going on? That's an excellent question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would say uh, one of my mentors uh, said, summed up business rather uh, in one statement, caught my attention. I think it could be said for business and in life. Uh, There's opportunity mixed with difficulty. I said sometimes there's more opportunity and sometimes there's more difficulty, but those two elements will always exist. And so we've transitioned from uh, a great opportunity, uh, beginning part of the year and for uh, the, really the past four or five years have been 
uh, on an upward climb and uh, how quickly things can change. So we have uh, we've put, developed some systems uh, that actually already existed um, well in in our day-to-day business, but not as much utilized. Uh, so free pickup and delivery, uh, you know, going to people's homes to make it easier for us to pick their cars up. They don't have to leave their home. We've always done that, but now I think is more important than ever. Uh, we've implemented, uh, you know, bringing free loaner cars to them. Obviously, people need to get around, maybe not as busy as they have been. Uh, a little more time at home, so maybe now is a better time to get that car fixed because you're not running all over the place. And uh, also then taking uh, the extra steps and precaution from the safety and health of our team members as well as our uh, customers with uh, sanitizing the vehicle before we start working on it, after we're done working on it, when we bring it back to them or if they wanted to actually come to the repair center. So we do have uh, a multitude of things. Uh, Business is changing rapidly. Very good. And you've got a video. So, folks, if you want to go to the website, it's, it's again, FixAuto, F-I-X-A-U-T-O dot U-S-A dot com. And then just type in Brooklyn Park or Maple Grove, and his website will come up. On the front page of his website, there's a video uh, showing and demonstrating exactly what they do to go through and sanitize the, the vehicle so that we're all remaining safe, but we can continue to do business. And that's as Americans, folks, to continue doing business. And I think it's just proactive. It's just another illustration of the kind of guy that we're dealing with and the business that we're talking about here, uh, which is uh, one that, that is head and shoulders, frankly, above the competition. So let's begin here, Matt. Tell me, where did you grow? up? I was uh, fortunate enough to grow up in a little town uh, west of the metro in uh, Corcoran. Uh, my family actually settled there in 1850, so it was uh, it was pretty cool to grow up on the uh, family homestead. Wow, your family, 1850, I was not aware of that. That's, that's incredible. Were your family farmers? Yeah, yeah, they actually were traveling uh, with the Corcorans, and it just so happened that the Feehans uh, had girls and the Corcorans had boys as far as kids, and so you can imagine why the city was named Corcoran. But, yeah, it was, uh, I think there was 450 acres that they were farming, and um, pictures and, and uh, of the past with uh, Little County Road was a, a wagon trail, and, you know, it's pretty cool stuff. Well, it's funny because you say Corcoran, a little town outside of the Twin Cities. It isn't really outside of the Twin Cities today. <laughs> it's, uh, sure. my, my kids went to, went to school. We live in Maple Grove, and my kids went to school there. So, <laughs> But, uh, all right, so so tell me, uh, that, that brings up a really interesting question. Tell me a little bit about your parents. What were they like? How what kind of influences were they on you? My parents were very influential. Uh, they, my dad, I'll tell you a quick story. My dad, uh, when I was five years old, he, uh, he set me down, and I'm the oldest of, uh, of three kids. So uh, our ages, they, they had me young, and, and uh, he said, uh, this is my philosophy on work and how I'm going to approach my career. And he said, your 20s are for working hard, your 30s are for working smart, your 40s are for working less, and I'm going to retire at 50. When you're five years old, that, that doesn't really mean much. <laughs> but, but he had the courage to tell me. And then when you watch, um, and my mom and dad, they, they started the company uh, in 1979. They worked together uh, side by side for uh, most of those years. So especially after the kids grew up, they, uh, they retired in 2006. So 
How old was uh, your How old was your dad when he retired in two thousand six? He was uh, a week away from becoming fifty one, so he made his goal. Wow, wow. Yeah. Well, folks, I mean, just quick comment on that verbalizing or speaking his his goals and dreams right from the very beginning which has a profound effect on your own mind and your own psyche and then telling your family this where there's an expectation that you're creating and then actually going out and doing it that is powerful that is really powerful i'm sorry matt go on i think you're 100 percent correct so I would say that without my mom, my dad wouldn't have been able to accomplish that. They were definitely a team. When he got a little ahead of himself, she might have reined him in. So watching that balance and how, you know, you have to have, a, uh, it, takes, it takes a team to accomplish goals. In some cases, it takes a larger team or a smaller team, depending on the size of the goals. Uh, but that was very, uh, that was very powerful. And once you see it done, and you realize they're just regular people. They put their pants on one leg at a time, no different than I do. If they can do it, I can do it. It gives you a sense of confidence. And uh, without understanding what was done um, and whether there was a lot of intentionality behind it or not, my parents started me on a path uh, quite young, and that helped me to follow along with them and, uh, and, and learn and grow under their wing and uh, really has shaped the way I approach uh, everything I do now. So when you say that you, your, your parents were in, started the business, uh, what business? The business we're talking about right now, the auto body business, or, or what? Correct, yes. Uh, as, as, the, uh, as the story goes, uh, my dad was working for uh, a gentleman that owned a collision repair center, and... Uh, he decided at some point that uh, maybe he had an entrepreneurial seizure and said, I can do this better than this guy, and he went out on his own. And, and the, as the story goes, he uh, took out a $3,000 loan against all of his tools uh, to start the company in 1979. So that was the uh, the beginning of, uh, at that point, American Auto Body. So, so I want to highlight that because so often, uh, first, folks, you've heard me say this so often, Someone who is good in the business, that means a good practitioner, a good worker, somebody who's great at the work, will believe that the next evolution should be that they should own their own business. Now, having said that, it, it, it still takes an enormous amount of courage to actually do that. And so, as Matt just explained that, he he financed his tools. I mean, we're not talking about big stuff here, but at, at the end of the day, that's what he had, and he was willing to give it all up and, and finance the, everything he had to be able to make this thing work, and that's a very powerful thing, and again, I'm going to say it takes a lot of courage to do that, Matt. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh, difficult to understand you know coming in to the business uh I purchased the business in 2006 I tell my friends and and family I said my parents did the hard work they got air under the wings they they breathed life into the business those first years uh were undoubtedly the worst years uh just learning what to do and what not to do and uh that has helped the business accelerate as as I've uh, purchased it and, and grown from there. But those first years, boy, there was uh, there was times where we didn't have much to eat, 
You know, there was there was some, a box of cereal in the pantry, and and uh, we didn't know any different. But looking back at it, you go, whoa! They did it with a smile. They kept their head down, and and they uh, uh, how inspiring now! My my goodness. And, and and the point that I that I'll make about this, folks, is that. Being good at the work of the job does not make you a good business owner. And like all business owners, I am certain that Matt's parents figured out that Matt's dad was undoubtedly good at doing the body work itself. However, when you start a business, the work that you're really, the job that you really have, the business that you're really in is getting people to come to you and move forward and pay you to do the work. So it isn't you're in the body shop business where you're, where you're talking about how great you are at body shop work. The real business you're in is getting people to actually, actually show up at your location and, and hand over the keys to your car and give you the opportunity to do the work that's the real business you're in and frankly it's probably the hardest one there is i would agree yeah I so agree. i think so, the attitude of i will until yeah <laughs> and 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 i know your dad and i know your mom i know sherry and i know jim and th- these are hard-working uh people who just ooze integrity uh, they are as solid as a rock and, and dependable as, as human beings can be. And although that is so very important, there is still an enormous amount of work that goes into actually making a business start from ground zero where nobody even knows you exist to getting people to come in the door to the extent that you can afford to feed your family, potentially cover the, the payroll of, of employees and, and the location and all those things. It's just no small thing. So from the, what, what age were you approximately when that happened? How old were you when that took place? Uh, I was four. So you, so so you, from the time you you were able to 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 breathe and understand the world, your parents were already in business for themselves. What was your first, you personally, your first entrepreneurial endeavor, if there if there was one? <laughs> I was set up uh, by my parents. I didn't even know what was happening. Uh, I had uh, hopped in the vehicle with my with my dad. Uh, it was a pickup truck. Uh, and we went on for a long drive, and we ended up landing at an implement dealer. And uh, uh, hey, for those you who don't know, implement dealer, tractor, uh, uh, agricultural store where they sell combines and tractors and things like that. All right, absolutely. go on. Absolutely. <laughs> we know what that is. Most people in the big city don't know what that is. Go ahead. So I'm on my way home, with, and uh, we're pulling. You know, we, we linked equipment together, right? There's a, a hay baler and a couple wagons behind it, and we're going like 15 miles an hour, and we got to go like 40 miles, right? So it was a long drive. I said, so what are we going to do with this? And he said, well, we're going to make hay. And he goes, more importantly, you're going to make the hay. And I said, okay, what does that mean? He says, well, um, we're going to get uh, – here's the loan book for, for this equipment we just bought, and uh, your job is to fill the barn with hay for our horses – and you can sell the rest. Um, and that, at that moment, was my first business. Wow. So at 13 years old, I was hiring my friends. Uh, we were making hay. I was, you know, hooking double wagons up to a, uh, old yellow international, more of a industrial tractor than an agricultural tractor, but that was what we had. And I would haul that down the road and I'd, I'd, I'd like to head just a little further south into Medina, there was some big barns down there, and they paid well for the hay. And, and I'd unload it and stack it in their barn, and 
uh, you know, I really learned what service was like and how to make it easy for them and, and uh, what they wanted. You know, I started listening to what would you like? You know, how does it make it easy for you to buy my product? So at 13 years old, I, uh, you know, I was making uh, pretty good money. I think I was making about $5,000 a summer. And uh, at that point, you know, I had to figure out how to budget my money so I could live through the winter with making all of those payments. They weren't huge, but they were big enough for a 13-year-old. So managing my finances, and, and uh, it, was, it was pretty cool. Matt, <laughs> it's just unbelievable. So at the age of 13, you were already learning how to manage finances, how to handle accounting, how to uh, go out and sell your product to other to farmers at the age of whopping age of 13. Uh, you were dealing with your friends who were employees. And there's an interesting uh, relationship right there. And you were doing this at age 13. And your old man threw you into that. Yeah, I thank him today for that. At the time, I didn't know what I didn't know. <laughs> today, if he pulls up an old picture that he uh, he found, I I look back and I'm just I'm uh, astounded. I'm astounded that that actually occurred. But boy, am I grateful for the experience. You know, when I listen to this, I mean, one of the things I think I've made this point before. Um, you know about parents and understanding how resilient kids are and the and the tremendous value because there's a lot of people out there Matt who who want their kids to be successful but don't know how to go about doing that they you know they they the only thing they know how to do is put their kids in sports to expose them to business is to expose those kids to something they don't personally understand themselves and they're so fearful that they're going to push their kids too hard what do you say to that I think that kids have an infinite amount of ability. The only reason they're not excelling further uh, or, or greater at a younger age is because we aren't allowing them to do so. Uh, as, as parents, uh, they, I would say you know, your kids don't lack capacity, they just lack teachers. And, and doesn't mean that the parents have to be the ones guiding uh, we have here at the at the business, we, we have great mentorship programs, bringing kids in, teaching them uh, quality and inspections and how to be here on time and, and understanding what it is to, you know, uh, function at a high level with uh, customer service and, you know, more of a hands-on relationship rather than the product's already made, I'm representing the product and I'm selling it. A little different application. There's a lot of kids that are quite good with that um, type of a structure and they really flourish. Now, have they gone on to be great in, in our business? Absolutely. But have they gone on to do other things? And it's really neat to hear those stories. So there are opportunities and, you know, whether that's, hey, let's get a lawnmower and go mow the lawn. There's lots of people that would love for you to mow the lawn. It doesn't take much. You know, you put a you could put a wagon behind a pedal bike and a little push mower, and you could take it around the, the neighborhood. I mean, there's opportunities there, and and that's what I said earlier: opportunity mixed with difficulty. You just have to open your mind to this is possible. Shoveling snow is a good example. Hey, why don't we go do this? And maybe you go do it together. The the word we is fun. But you doing know? it in a real way, right? In a real business way. 
And yeah. and you, you stole my story, Matt, because I, you know, I tell the story all the time. You know, I, I I recall sitting in my office with a client, and I'm looking out the window, and out in front of of us, out in front of that window, there's a young man with what looks like, you know, like a uh, I don't know if it's a ten speed or twelve speed or whatever it is, and he's got attached to 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 the the bicycle seat. There's a there's a trailer behind him, just a little trailer with two wheels behind it, and it's got a push mower it's got a, a a weed whacker and a blower on it and he's standing in between and it's stopped and there's another kid who's on the other side of the road who drives up to him with the same contraption and the one in front of us is pointing to him where he needs to go which meant which meant to me it was his employee and here's this young kid who couldn't have been you know what, 14 years old, 15 years old, who's out there, who's got a legitimate business, just like you. He's got somebody working for him. He's out there selling jobs. He came to our door asking to to mow our lawn, told us how great he could trim and how he could edge and all these things. And he's handling the accounting. He's keeping the, the, the machinery working. And I thought, oh my God, what an absolute uh, model to teach somebody the finer points of business. And the best part about it, just like you, is he's getting paid to learn. Unbelievable. Fantastic. I love that story. I Unbelievable. Love that story. Yes. It, you know, so, all right, listen, this is Matt Feehan from Fix Auto. This is, if you don't know, a very successful business owner whom I have known for years. Matt is just an incredible business owner, and he has so much information and knowledge to impart. So please, come back on the other side of the break. We're going to be talking about more about Matt, his upbringing, his business, and where he wants to take that business. We'll be right back. Commercial real estate. If you're looking to lease, purchase, or sell commercial real estate, working with the right team is everything. Metro East Commercial Real Estate is the name to know. John and Ann Whitcomb, along with their team, have over 35 years experience. They have the knowledge and skill to represent and guide you every step of the way. Whether you're a seasoned professional real estate investor, a business owner, or possibly would just like to learn and gain knowledge to get involved in commercial real estate investing, Metro East Commercial Real Estate should be your first call. You can find them on the web by going to metroeastcre.com, that's M-E-T-R-O-E-A-S-T-C-R-E.com, or by calling them at 651-351-5005. Again, that number, 651 651- 351-5005. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your life. Lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 
1-800-559-3800. Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company, and now you want to leave, but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note, and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company, which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard, and in this regard, we win. Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel, winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel, winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at JasonWalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out JasonWalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP SmartSide Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate, 877-SMA-TODAY, or go online to SMA2DAY.com. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412, Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the wow experience. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Hey, welcome back, everybody. <clears throat> so I have Matt Feehan from Fix Auto 
on the telephone. Uh, Matt is a business owner whom I've worked with for years. He has an incredible business, and we're really just not only talking about his business, but really talking about him and his his uh, upbringing and what brought him to become a business owner and an entrepreneur. Want to make a distinction? Uh, the website address is fixautousa.com. There are no dots. Forgive me for that. F I X A U T O U S A dot com, and you can also get a hold of their firm at seven six three four two four two five two two. And you can go right to his website and check out a video that was most recently done as it relates to the virus and the way that they. Uh, very carefully work to sanitize the vehicle and make sure that that uh, that everybody's safe. And I think they just do an excellent job. So, Matt, are you you're still with us, aren't you? I am still here. All right. Well, listen. Let's just roll right back into it. So, I, I think I think we've covered some really great stuff. I want to ask you, what was your first real job? Let's as as an adult, what was your first real job? I ended up working actually for my parents uh, through high school and into uh, while I went to a uh, let's say a technical college uh, that that career was short but uh, nonetheless was there I so I started um, fortunately growing up on a farm I could have a farm license so I was driving to work after uh, after school um, when I was 15 years old just needed a wrench in the back of the truck and, and away we went right. Uh, but I usually was able to get supplies or something on the way, and it, it made a it made a good trip. Uh, Fleet Farm was right next to uh, the office in Brooklyn Park, so uh, it worked out well. And I started learning skills. So believe it or not, this is all I've ever done. I've worked for two companies, my parents' company, uh, and uh, then I worked for a, a large competitor where I received, uh, let's just say, my PhD in collision repair, and then coming back to purchase the company. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's been a wonderful ride. Lots of times gone by. It's scary to think back how long it's been, but it seems like a blink. It just it's been fun. Well, you know, I, I think the thing that I pull from that is first, folks, if you're listening, everybody wants their kids to go on to college. Rarely do they think about monetizing the education. Monetizing means okay, what are you going to do when you're finished? And how much money are you going to make? And what kind of lifestyle is that going to buy you as as a student or as a parent, your kids? What kind of lifestyle? And people just lack that understanding. And today, they forego the trades and the type of work that you are fully engaged in and have many people working for you. And the thing is, folks, I just want to make this point. Uh, the fact that there's fewer people in it makes it literally more profitable and a better career and a better field. Matt has many people who are working who are working with him that make incredibly good money. And I'm going to tell you much better, much better than a lot of your college graduates. And it's a technical field. It's not that it lacks uh, any technical innovation because it, like every other business, has changed in the way that they do the work. But nevertheless, it's a tremendous field. And if your kid is struggling uh, to consider what direction they're going to go. I'm going to tell you that this might not be a bad idea at all. But, you know, you went on to technical college and uh, does everybody do that, Matt? Does everybody who's worked with you, some of the folks at the higher levels who are estimators and and running their own shops for you, did they all go to technical college or what? No, actually, they, they haven't. Uh, it, it's, it's beneficial, but some people are just given gifts uh, where they their ability to understand materials, to work with their hands, 
is is off the charts. It, it might be likened to a, an athlete that uh, football is just super easy for them or anything they touch, you put a ball in their hand and they're good at it. There are plenty of people out there that are very gifted, mechanically um, inclined. They just they can look at something and, and almost take it apart in their mind before they do it uh, with their hands. And from a technical aspect, that is fantastic. There are other people that you know have great communication skills, working with customers, being able to talk with insurance carriers. That um, you know they don't teach that negotiation type skill in a uh, in a technical school. But the bottom line is there's a great majority that when they come into the repair center, we start them as quality support technicians. So we start them in a in a area that they have to understand what quality is. What are we trying to produce? What are we trying to accomplish? And the the steps, the quality control checklists, the system that they're learning, and plus they're absorbing everything around them, right? They're they're watching these cars move. They got to touch them to start with, and then now they're completed, and they get to see what they are like uh, when they're completed, and, and maybe even get to smile with the customer as they're picking them up, and the customer's like, wow, look at this. That experience uh, goes a long way. So I think there's there's an application for technical school, definitely, especially if you're, you have no idea what this uh, industry is like. However, there are other ways to, you know, to get that education. And, and I really truly believe that right now high school creates such a great platform because there are many advanced classes that can be taken that expand the thought processes to set people up to be able to move into these other uh, technical fields. And I, you know, having teenagers myself and a daughter that's going to be graduating here uh, this spring, and uh, you look at what she's been able to accomplish. Now, if she was to, to decide to stay in this business or stay in the family business, so to speak, uh, she's pretty well positioned. She didn't doesn't need a lot of technical application because the computer systems are something that are easy to grasp. The uh, communication, you know, she's got to learn how to handle insurance claims. And there's very specific training that be, can be given for that outside of being on the job. So a lot of different uh, vendors provide training. There's training metrics or um, systems within the organization. So technical school is a good start. I'm not going to say it's not. I think it, it, if you have no foundation, you need to get a foundation. That's great. Uh, but there are other ways to advance that training. Fantastic. You know, I, I want to highlight a point that you made, and I think there's a story there. And that is that you left the family business and went to work for somebody else. Now, Matt, there's got to be a story there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, if you are in a a family business, you're sheltered, especially if your last name is, is the name that is the owner, right? Uh, regardless, if you've got opportunities to try and, and, you know, go make mistakes within the business and the family kind of protects you there, when you get out into the real world, you don't know if you're good or if you stink, honestly, right? You just don't know. So you've got to, you know, if, if you have enough courage, you go test that. Fortunately for me, I, I didn't stink and uh, quickly realized that, oh, I'm, I've got enough skill to do amazing things here. And fortunately, at that time, the leadership team uh, of the company that uh, that I worked with or was working for saw that. What a blessing. What a blessing. 
they put me in positions to help create training curriculum for them, uh, put me in positions to uh, pilot uh, new ways to disassemble and identify damage with vehicles and, and a lot of uh, really intricate, uh, very um, researched type of uh, pro- uh, systems. And the data we got back was absolutely phenomenal. But what it allowed me to do while I was working for this other company for seven years, you know, they had at that time uh, 90 stores in 11 states. So it was a pretty good-sized uh, company, one of the biggest in the country. And uh, when you're when you're working with them, the people that they can bring you in contact with was uh, was impressive. You know, when you're sitting at your desk and the president of, let's say, Farmers Insurance uh, on the claim side is in your office and he's looking at the data you're entering and says, can you duplicate those results? You know, that is wow. that is just... You know, I, I I tell people I sat in a chair that probably won't ever be sat in again. Uh, that shapes you, you know, to spend a week down at the training center uh, with you and some of your team members and, at State Farm uh, headquarters in, in Bloomington, Illinois, working with their trainers on how to be more efficient. And, uh, you know, the outcomes uh, really through this, it was a five-year run from about 2001 to 2006, uh, what we learned was very often uh, you, if you gain something in, in one area of a business, you compromise in another, meaning if you're, if you're going to gain in profit, there might be a slim, uh, just being transparent here, there's a slim compromise to uh, maybe the customer. Uh, you know, you, you lessen your quality of your product or, or you do something behind the scenes nobody really notices. Uh, th- there's, there's those kind of nuances. And uh, like it or not, that's the way business works when they're trying to always work up against increasing costs. You have to make some concessions. The outcome was a win for everyone. Very, very interesting. We were able to produce higher quality repair. We were able to reduce the time the vehicle was in the store. We were able to increase profit because of efficiency. And uh, that was truly, truly a special experience. Matt I, and folks, I want to I want to make a point here because Matt won't. <clears throat> Matt was the number one uh, body shop manager in the nation for that company. In fact, so much so that they brought people in to study Matt and his processes to figure out how they could try to duplicate the same thing in their other stores. Matt was a superstar before he went to work for somebody else. And what he's just explained is something that I talk about frequently is he was getting paid to learn. And everything that he learned in that process has served him incredibly well in building the company that he now owns. And now he has a, a larger perspective on what that company can be, having been involved with a company that had 90 locations. So we're going to take a break. We are going to be back with Matt. If you're finding this interesting, I don't know how anybody couldn't. If you are a business owner, if you have thought about becoming a business owner, if you have children that you want to mentor into entrepreneurship and business ownership, this is a show for you. And Matthew Feehan with Fix Auto is the guy. I'll tell you what, getting your kids to sit down in front of Matt or come and see his operation it's incredible. And I will make another point, and that is that this is the best body shop, not only in the state, maybe in the nation. These guys have, 
you go through and work with these guys and you just sit there with your mouth open and say, wow, the efficiency and the way that they run and the work that they do. It's unbelievable. So if you have work that needs to be done on your car, if you ever want to be able to do a referral and be and and hand that to somebody and tell them to go there, knowing that it's going to enhance your credibility and they're going to say, man, thank you so much for that referral because it was so good. This is one of those times. It is Fix Auto in Maple Grove in Brooklyn Park. He's now opening his third location, and uh, it won't be long before Fix Auto will be a major fixture here in the Twin Cities, but you are hearing it first, and you're getting to hear the owner of the of the business talk about how he started and what he's done as we travel down the road. We'll be back in just a moment. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. The Lone Ranger and Tonto. Yes. Laurel and Hardy. Oh, yes. Butch and Sundance. That's right. Turner and Hooch. Okay. Tango and Cash. Uh, All right. Starsky and Hutch. Uh, Itchy and Scratchy. Okay. Batman and Robin. Thank you. Got the idea. It's that every superhero needs a sidekick. That's why when Jason Walgrave needs help for his customers, he calls on Mike Overson at Leader One Financial. Find out how to get started on making your plan today at applywithmike.com because he's Super. Laverne and Shirley. Exactly. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. 
888-888-0639. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP Smart Side Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate, 877-SMA-TODAY, or go online to sma2day.com. Do you have enough to retire? Do you even know how much you need to retire? Great Waters Financial specializes in helping people nearing retirement get ready for their next big challenge. Great Waters Financial can help you understand how much you'll need for a comfortable retirement, how long your money will last, and what you need to do now to make sure you can retire the way you want to. You've earned a great retirement. Let the team at Great Waters Financial help you make it happen. Four convenient offices in the Twin Cities. GreatWatersFinancial.com Hi, I'm Kimberly Naibo with the Kimberly Naibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the show this Saturday that you're all hunkering down in in the house, uh, locked down and all that it is. Uh, We're talking today uh, with an extraordinary business owner, Matt Feehan from FixAutoUSA.com. FixAutoUSA.com. Phone number 763-424-2522. I'll say that again, 763-424-2522. You want to be able to look like a superstar when giving a referral this is the place you would refer somebody who needs work done on their car. Quality work done, uh, they are the best. There's no question about that. Um, so, so that was your first real success. And boy, I gotta, I gotta say, that was amazing success to be the number one store in the nation, to be able to be a part of those processes, to meet people at those high levels. What was it that made you decide that you wanted to be in business for yourself and go from there back into the business on your own? Great question. I I would say when I realized that a big company is not very agile, uh, that the the distance that we could have progressed, the processes were limited by the capacity for each uh, store level leader to to lead, basically like a general manager. So if the general manager's leadership lid was a five and uh, say that was just average across the country, then uh, it took a seven to really run this, run the uh, systems we designed well. And if you had capacity beyond that, you could just see, the, see where it could go, and uh, it was limiting. So I decided at that point this is, this is about time for me to, to leave, and it was convenient that that was about the time my parents were ready to retire. All right, so let me understand this. You had figured out ways for the store, your store, to be more efficient and more successful with the consumer and 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 and, and the store itself in terms of, of profitability and accounting, but you weren't able to take it there because you would have had to bring the whole machine of the company along, and because that couldn't happen, that frustrated you. Is that what I'm understanding and what you just said? 
Yeah, that's a good summary of what I said. It, it uh, when you see, w- once your eyes have been opened, it, it's no different than shining a light in the corner of a dark room. Once you can see the corner, all right. Well, now you see the possibilities, and uh, we shed a light on the uh, capacity that a store could have. Uh, meaning, uh, we oftentimes, out of a smaller footprint, will produce. If you use that same large company capacity utilization model. Uh, where they would want you to be right around 100% uh, percent, uh, of capacity in, in how you were uh, producing. We were, we're currently in our repair centers using that same model overlay. We're 300% of capacity. So you could see how you could process work faster. You didn't need the same size facility. It was easier to manage with less people, yet it was not in their thought process. Wow. So, folks, footprint means how much square footage or how large the store was. And what Matt was saying is they had a goal, obviously, to have a store at 100%, which was a goal. And the store that he runs out of a given footprint, whatever that is, and the metric that you use to to distill what that what that means in terms of success and profitability, he's running at a 300% ratio or three times that of a, of a store running at peak performance at 100%. That's incredible. So when you realized that you could do that on your own, you realized that there was so much more for you. So how did that come about when you went to uh, when you approached your dad or went back to to start your own? How did you wind up back with with your family? The uh, when I left the company, my I had a, I have a younger brother and sister, and they happened to be working in the uh, in my parents' company at that time. So I didn't know if I was going to get to come back. You know, I, I knew that when I was leaving, and I spent seven years with. Uh, um, you know, away from them. So the conversation started with, is this a possibility? What would this look like? And turns out that my uh, younger brother and sister uh, was not their same passion as it was mine. Uh, so that became pretty easy. We were able to quickly start uh, negotiations and how that would look. And, and I'm grateful for the, the, the transition, their, their creative ways that they allowed me to transition into the business uh, to pay them uh, without having a big downstroke and being able to, uh, you know, just finance it, uh, they they made that a soft landing, and or launch pad for me rather, and that uh, was was pretty easy. So the conversation we had was was rather simple. I think uh, even once we got into the transition, there was a 30-day transition uh, period. Uh, I remember as it as it went, it was kind of a fast-paced time, but. Uh, my dad uh, said to me, he said, I, I know you know what you're doing, and I've been too responsible for too long. I'd like to take your mom to Tahiti for two weeks, and we'll come back and see how it's going when we're done. <laughs> so, <laughs> Throw you the keys and say, good luck, son. <laughs> yeah, well, they came back two weeks later. Sales were up. I knew how to pay the state with sales tax. I knew how to pay my payroll taxes. I had all that, all the logins handled, and and uh, they retired, and you know uh, the rest has uh, been history. The rest is history, and and so let me let me illuminate another point. Uh, Matt is a lifelong learner. Uh, he is a student of his industry, and these are all points that I'm trying to make for you as business people. If you're listening, and or if you're going to again fan the flames of a young of a young person, uh, your child uh, as an entrepreneur. Uh, when, when Matt and I first met, and I think that's been now about five years ago, I remember Matt saying to me, uh, Todd, teach me the language of money and finance. Now, this is not to say that he didn't already know a whole lot about it. 
but he he asked he asked me and then he told me of his aspirations at the time he had one store that one store in Brooklyn Park we have now opened our third store and have it up and running so he has progressed in that time to three stores and he will go much farther the 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 business sense of this guy is is so uh, fabulous and he is so willing to listen and learn and drink it in and it's a lesson for all of us in life that's something that Matt has so as he's expanded I listen to you talk Matt and it's an interesting dichotomy because be careful uh, you may wind up one of those one of those uh, those slow moving machines because as we go we're adding more locations and getting bigger but you want to be dynamic don't you absolutely Absolutely. Success loves speed. I, I was taught that uh, a number of years ago. And uh, if you're slow to make the decisions, you're slow to pivot. I think what it really comes down to is you have to lend an ear always to your customer. What are they saying? What, what do they want? Uh, Gretzky, uh, Gretzky's famous uh, line, uh, line or saying uh, said, I don't skate to where the puck is. I skate to where it's going. So what is developing ahead of you, uh, likewise, the same ear needs to be lent to your team. Uh, what can you do to support them? How do you figure that out? And I think that that's the biggest distinction is we have, uh, th- th- my team has my ear. And I learned working in that large organization of, of 90 stores that there was decisions made from the upper leadership that affected the store level and the upper leadership didn't know what that effect was. So at the store level, these decisions became very burdensome and hard to carry out. When you understand that, you avoid putting your team into uh, certain circumstances where they can't function at their highest level. So always listening, always growing, and uh, my team is my biggest educator. They are seeing things that I am not, and we then create systems together to overcome the obstacles. So implementing changes at the company level, but then still understanding uh, on the ground what that really means for the individual store managers and the people working in the stores and whether or not it's actually function uh, a, a functionable at that point. That's what you're kind of trying to say then, right? Absolutely. That, that is how I can avoid becoming, uh, you know, uh, ripe and rotten. I'd rather be green and growing. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very good. Uh, now I, I wish we had more time because I'd like to go into so many more things, but one of the things that I found to be most intriguing about you and your organization, and remember that folks, the buck starts and stops with the business owner. You create the tone, and and once you set that tone, people will conform and people will flourish. But if you don't set that tone or things aren't operating the way that you want them to, most often look at the business owner and you'll find the reason why. Matt is that very thing only in reverse in that he manages himself and his people and sets an expectation. And this business is unbelievable. You have a concept that is... Uh, carried throughout the, the entire organization, and it is the wow experience. And folks, what I mean by that, having experienced that personally, is that you walk into the store and everybody in the store is attempting to solicit a wow out of you. In other words, the way they handle it, you walk out the door and you say to yourself, wow, 
That was amazing. And they are all working to attempt to to solicit that response from you by the in the way that they handle you, the way they handle your claim, the way that they treat you. And it's an experience that I don't think I've ever had before. And that doesn't happen by accident, Matt. How did you how do you do that? How did you do that? I'll take that back to listening to the customer. Uh, one of the one of the responses, you know, we work closely with insurance agents, and uh, agents, their policyholders are their gold. How hard do you work to obtain a customer and then to keep them month in and month out for years and years is is a lot of work. And and when a policyholder has a claim, you know, think about it from a consumer standpoint. Uh, I, I don't want to buy insurance. I have to buy insurance if I do need to use it, I hope, does it work for me? That's really all they're looking for. So if a, if you listen to what the agents, when they ref, maybe have a referral for you and you do some work for them and they come back and they say, my customer was so impressed with your experience or with their experience that they told a friend and family member, which is a reflection of me, and now my business is growing because I'm quoting more business. Uh, that's impressive. And if you learn to pick up the little details and what was actually just said, you can start to create a system around it. So in your mind, it's working to enhance the credibility of the individual who referred you and then also expand upon that, right? Yeah, and now we have a circle where it's beneficial for everyone. What we're all we're trying to do is that. Sorry, we're running out of time. Matt Feehan, Fix Auto USA. You can go to their website, Fix Auto USA, or 763-424-2522. Sorry we didn't have more time. Matt, you're amazing. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the time. All right. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP SmartSide Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate, 877-SMA-TODAY, or go online to sma2day.com. This has been a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. Score North on AM 1500 KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. 94.5 KSTP FM St. Paul HD2. And on Score North.